Welcome to the How to Find Your Purpose course from Plato University. If you're wandering around aimlessly in life trying to figure out what it all means, then this course is for you. Combining psychology and ancient wisdom with modern science and systems thinking, you'll learn to develop passions into purpose, find out who you really are, how to make an impact in this world, and finally feel a sense of fulfillment in your life. If you're ready to live a purposeful life and want to learn the skills to do so, join us at Plato.University for exclusive content and actionable exercises with every lesson. I'm your learning guide, Brandon Stover, and let's get started. Today, I want to talk about something that's highly correlated with our purpose, and that's the pursuit of happiness. Nowadays, we think of happiness as meaning merriment or pleasure, but this is not what happiness meant during the age of the Enlightenment. The word happy is the adjectival form of the noun hap, which means an event or situation, which lies at the base of many words like mishap, which is a bad event, hapless, which means without favorable events, and haphazard, and happistance, which point to chance events. So in the original form, the adjective happy referred to something that fit a particular event. A happy thought was one that was perfectly suited for the conversation. A happy garment was one that was appropriate for the social event. As philosophers were wrestling with the idea of happiness during the Enlightenment, David Hume spoke of a happy theory. Hume penned a line, He is happy whose circumstances suit his temper. So basically, happiness is the favorable state of fitting one's circumstances. And this is exactly the meaning of happiness that Thomas Jefferson meant when he wrote it into the Declaration of Independence when he wrote in the line, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And what we're going to learn is that this is in alignment with fulfillment. See, when Jefferson penned that line, he could have promised equal fulfillment to all, but that's not what he did. Instead, the equality he vouchsafed was the pursuit of fulfillment. And that's exactly what we're doing here in this course. See, a person achieves happiness when his condition fits his character, his talents, and his abilities. When he's taking actions in his life that fit with his circumstances. And so the right that Thomas Jefferson was trying to give us was the right to chase that correct fit for us. Not the one that everybody else tells us is the correct fit, but the actual correct fit for us. It's this pursuit where we're going to find fulfillment. And we must pursue happiness not just as an individual right, but for the fulfillment of everyone. There's evidence to suggest that Jefferson intended the pursuit of happiness not merely just for the individual to pursue fulfillment, but as a solution to the problem of how to provide fulfillment for everyone. When you or someone else starts pursuing fulfillment, there's a feedback loop between the individual's pursuit of fulfillment and the collective fulfillment of all members of society. When you're on the pursuit of your happiness and you're taking useful actions, those useful actions often give some small advantage to the others around you, and by doing so, raise them as well. According to Thomas Jefferson, the pursuit of happiness has to do with an internal journey of learning to know ourselves and an external journey of service to others. So when you're pursuing happiness, you're looking for that right fit, where your character, talents, and abilities fit with the circumstances around you. But you're also undertaking personal accountability, where it's your duty to pursue this fulfillment, because you're going to do it in service of you and of other people in society. Of course, there's a crucial assumption here that anyone who achieves personal fulfillment 
will feel a natural obligation to give back to the society that supported his or her right to pursue it. This was the idea of happiness that the United States was found upon, and the idea of happiness that will be in alignment with going down your path to purpose. If you recall from our definition of purpose, where purpose is something that's meaningful to the self and consequential to the world, purpose closely relates to happiness. In the pursuit of purpose, you must discover your own interests, your character, your skills and abilities, and how you can put those into service for those around you. In other words, putting them to service for the conditions in which you and others are living. So as a side effect of pursuing purpose, you will reach happiness as the founding fathers intended. And pursuit is the right word here because you will find happiness in the pursuit, not in the final destination as the standard template has taught us. It's not about reaching some end goal. It's about enjoying every day in the pursuit of that end goal. For this reason, I prescribe nothing other than you must have a purpose, a meaning to fulfill. I do not pretend to know what that meaning is or prescribe what that purpose is for you. It's not my function to give answers in a one-size-fits-all model. I'm here to function as a catalyst for you. One can find meaning in life by creating a work or doing a deed or experiencing goodness, truth, and beauty by experiencing nature and culture, or last but not least, by encountering another unique being and the very uniqueness of all that they are. In other words, by loving another person. Discovering this purpose is your responsibility. Life is going to ask you a lot of questions. One of the most being what is the meaning of it all? You are free to answer th these questions any way you wish. But this freedom must not be confounded with being arbitrary. It must be interpreted in terms of responsibleness. You were responsible for giving the right answer to a question, for finding the true meaning of your situation. You must discover yourself, discover the world, and discover the interplay between those two. You were responsible in this life for what you do, whom to love, and how to suffer. And it is you who gets to interpret responsibleness in terms of being responsible to humanity, society, consciousness, or even God. It's up to you to decide what, to whom, and for what you are responsible. So in the end, you're responsible for your purpose, your pursuit, and your happiness. For these reasons, the rest of this course is going to help you move through the steps that we covered in the first lesson on our path to purpose. So step one, we're diving into our curiosities, starting with our interests, our micromotives, and the things that you would find yourself doing that nobody else tells you to do. Step two, we're going to explore those interests and different sides of you so that you become intrinsically motivated to begin learning about certain interests and subjects and fields and start to get better at them. And this was when we reached step three, where these interests turn into a passion because you're spending so much time learning, practicing, and engaging in the world of this thing, you begin to set goals for yourself to get better and you become passionate about it. And as we're passionate about this one thing and serving ourselves, we're going to extend that beyond ourselves, where we turn this passion into a purpose. This is where you become fulfilled by what you're doing, but you know that you could do more. You expand beyond yourself and put this passion into service for others. And finally, we'll put this purpose into practice with step five. Once you have a purpose, you're going to need a couple things. Autonomy, which is the freedom to pursue that purpose, and mastery, which is the desire to continually improve skills needed to pursue that purpose. You're going to realize to actually use your skills to help others, you're going to have to master them fully. So you're going to dedicate yourself with grit and resilience to mastering skills that have utility and can solve real problems. And then you're going to put those skills into practice, continually trying to solve the problem and improve yourself. 
eventually reaching a point of creativity where you're able to create novel solutions, new ways of doing things that actually fulfill your purpose. So the next section coming up, we're gonna focus on discovering the self and developing that passion. The section after that, we'll focus on discovering problems to care about and turning those passions into purpose. And finally, we will discover how you can put that purpose into practice, living a life of fulfillment and experiencing your happiness along the way. Thank you for taking the How to Find Your Purpose course to get everything you need to develop your purpose, including advanced resources, personal coaching, and a community of passionate learners. Then visit plato.university slash courses slash purpose and join us for free. Again, that's plato.university slash courses slash purpose. This course was produced by Plato University, where students turn passions into purpose and learn skills to change the world. Learn more at plato.university.